Luke chapter number 12. Start reading at verse 22. The Gospel of Luke chapter number 12, verse 22. It's going to be our starting verse. <clears throat> Luke chapter number 12, verse 22. Are you there? Then he says to his disciples, therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, nor about the body, what you will put on. Life is more than food, and the body is more than clothing. Consider the ravens, for they neither sow nor reap, which have neither storehouse nor barn, and God feeds them. Of how much more value are you than birds? And which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his stature. If you then are not able to do the least, why are you anxious for the rest? Consider the lilies, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin, and yet I say to you, even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. And if then God so clothes the grass, which today is in the field and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, how much more will he clothe you O oh, you of little faith, and do not seek what you should eat or what you should drink, nor have an anxious mind. For all these things the nations of the world seek after, and your Father knows that you need these things, but seek the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added to you. Pray with me. Father, thank you for your word this morning. I pray that you would help me, Lord, to preach this word. Father God, as you have intended for it to be preached, I pray that hearts would be open, minds would be free and clear, and that God, that you would help us in a tremendous way this morning, Father, as we press in today. And Lord, we love you and we praise you. And all God's people said, amen. 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 You may be seated in the Lord's presence. Good morning to you. I would appreciate your prayers as I go through. I am just... Uh, not doing very well this morning, but God's going to help me. Amen. Amen. Well, we're getting we're beginning a brand new series today entitled Live Well. Everybody say live well. And the purpose of this series is really to help us to have the right mindset as we enter into the holiday season. And one of the things I've often said that is very noticeable is that during this time of year, you see people tend to get stressed. They get overworked, they overcommit, and they overspend, and it tends to bring along a lot of stress. How do you know what I'm talking about? Well, how do you know that it's not God's will for you to be worried about anything? How many of you really believe that? It is not God's will for you to be pulling out your hair, losing weight, battling or trying to survive because you're overcome with worry. How do we know that it's a scientific fact that worry will kill you? Amen. Stress will kill you. And so one of the things that we all must come to grips with is that this is not God's will for our life. Jesus said, I came that you might have life abundantly. How many know that Jesus didn't come to take value away from our life? He came to add value. Amen? Jesus came to improve the quality of your life. 
Jesus did not come to make your life more miserable. He did not come to take. He came to add. And I don't know about you, but part of my inheritance is that, that I'm free of worry. I'm free of stress. Amen? I'm not worried about a heart attack because I'm trusting in the Lord. I don't even know what I'm talking about. And so we need to overcome this whole thing of, of worry. And as this season progresses, you will have the opportunity to see, if you haven't yet, you go to the mall, just kind of walk around the mall a little bit, and you'll see the faces of people. And, and every time I see that, it's just a reminder to me, Lord, I just thank you. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. So Jesus wants us to have an abundant life. Sometimes we wear, we wear anxiety like a badge. Some people are not happy until they're worried. You know what I'm talking about. Some folks are not happy, man, until they worry the problem away. Well, why, why are you worried? Well, if I don't worry about it, it won't get fixed. <laughs> Sounds stupid, doesn't it? Let me ask you a question. Has worry ever really fixed anything for you? <laughs> Jesus said that in this world you will have trouble. Now, that's a verse that we like to quote often here. Because in our minds, subconsciously, we have been made to think that if we just simply walk with the Lord, Jesus, that he will fix everything and my life will be somewhat of ease. We act sometimes as if if trouble comes, that's not right. As a Christian, I'm not supposed to be having this kind of trouble. I'm not supposed to be struggling here. I'm not supposed to be struggling there. But, but Jesus said, in this world, you will have what? Trouble. trouble. But then he followed up and he said, but be of what? Good cheer because I've overcome the world. So he's saying that even though trouble comes, that we are not to adopt the attitude of the world. We're not to adopt the attitude of worry and be and, and, and overstressed like we don't know what's going to happen. How many know that, that we know the end in the beginning? We already know what the scripture says about our end. And how many know it's going to be a good end for us? So joy, happiness, and peace is our inheritance. Do you hear me? It's your spiritual inheritance. And let me tell you something. Let me, let me take it a step further. And if you're, not, if you're not enjoying that today, you're robbing. You're being robbed. And let me, tell you, let me take it a step further than that. It's your fault. Well, Pastor, how can you tell me the worry is my fault? If you're worried today, I'm going to make a profound, deep proclamation. Deep. If you're worried today, it's your fault. It's your fault. How many of you believe the Bible? Amen. Jesus gave us some very clear instructions. He says, listen, let's, let's go there. Let's look at some verses. Let's look at John chapter 14, 1. We're going to look at several verses because I want to drive home the point today. How many of you want to be free of worry and being overstressed? Come on, raise your hand. You want to be free of that. Amen. I want to be free of that. It's not God's will. And I'm not going to keep walking around talking about how worried I am about this or that. I'm going to let that stuff go. Today is going to be my day of breakthrough. If you hear what we're saying this morning, your life will never be the same. It will never be the same. If you, if you accept these principles I'm about to teach here this morning. John chapter 14, 1. Are you there? Say amen. amen. 
just going to read one verse in John chapter 14. And I, I'm not even there. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. John chapter 14. I want to get it right. All right. Let not your heart be troubled. All right. Now I want you to stay with me. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in who? Me. All right. He says now, let not. Now, what does let not mean when Jesus say that? How about let not? So watch this. So, so Jesus, for some of us, Lord, just take the worry away. Lord, just take all this. It ain't going to happen. Because he's already told you what to do. He says, let not your heart be troubled. So guess whose responsibility it is? So how many know we need to change our minds? We need to discipline our thought life. We need to begin to come into a place where we say that there's a certain things I'm not going to let bother me. I'm just not going to. Listen, you've got to get radical about this. I was sharing with the gentleman yesterday, we had men study, how that when I had to take a, uh, a test to become a detective, for, so, for those who don't know, uh, my other job is I'm a police officer. And, uh, and I, I'm in major crimes. And I remember I had to take that test, how worried I was. And God brought this verse to me. And I was worried. Because how am I going to do? I don't know. Man, what if they don't like me? What if I miss this? What if I miss that? What if I don't say the right thing? And I'm just sitting there just worried. I had hair back then, you know. And I was trying to pull that out. Just worried. Just worried. Just worried. And then the Holy Spirit, God brought this verse to me. He says, let not. And I said, wait a minute. And it jumped out at me. Let not. And I begin to focus, watch this, on the positive. Instead of saying how things weren't going to work, I start saying, you know what, this is going to be a good day for me. You know what, matter of fact, when I sit before the board, man, I, got, I can't wait because, because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit every question on the nail. This is going to be my day. And I begin to just think that way. And let me tell you, the peace of God just flooded my brain. I mean, all of a sudden, I walked in there, there was nothing, because I realized that the devil had been whipping me in this area of my life. He's been making me anxious. He's been making me worried. And some of us come from a family, from generations of worry. I mean, you know what I'm talking about. Amen. And it's a stronghold. And some of us get to a point, we got to do what we need to do. But man, let me tell you something. We get to a point, we get sick, we had to go to the doctor, we had to take all this stuff. Let me tell you something, because it's deep, deeply ingrained I can tell you definitely in my family, my family, my side of the family, everybody worries about everything. But how many know that Jesus came to break that? We're breaking that today. We're not going to be worried. He said, let not. Look at uh, Philippians 4, 6. You can write them down because I just have to say them. I don't want to hold you too long today. <clears throat> Philippians 4, 6. You there? Say amen. I get one amen. I'm gone. Good. Do not be anxious. All right. What did that say? Do not. So I'm making a case this morning. The Holy Spirit is making a case for us. Do not. So, again, don't be anxious or worried about some things. Is that what it say? What? You mean to tell me, isn't there something I can worry about? Shouldn't there be something? I mean, if I, you know, if I worry, there got to be something I can worry. He said, don't be anxious for nothing. I mean, you just got your world just rocked. Don't be worried about your kids. Don't be worried about your husband. Don't be worried about your wife. Pray. Give it to God. 
But you know what? You can't control what's going to happen tomorrow. Amen. <laughs> I've learned that a long time ago. Listen, you can't, you can't, and how many know you can't control people? But I can control me. And I'm going to be a man that's going to, listen, I'm going to be free of your junk. <laughs> I'm not going to let your junk get in my trunk. Somebody say hallelujah. I'm not going to let your junk get in my trunk. I'm not going to be anxious. So you want to come worried about this? What are we going to do? I don't know what we're going to do, but I'm just going to trust God. Let's try that. That might work. So he said, don't be anxious for anything. Don't be worried. I'm feeling better now already. Hallelujah. Don't be worried about anything. But in everything, everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. How many know that no matter what you're going through, you ought to be thankful? There is something you can always give God thanks for. Somebody said this morning, the platform, I got a chance to live today. You got up this morning, you, God breathed the breath of life in you this morning. Oh, God, I give you praise. How many know that's something to shout about? Because some folk didn't get up this morning. Some folks got up in a bad place, but you got up in your right mind and you're here today. How many know we ought to give God praise for that? But in everything, give thanks. Now, look at this. Uh, Philippians chapter 4. You still in Philippians chapter 4? Look at verses 8 and 9. Finally, my brethren, now watch this. This is Paul talking. He's giving us some insight. Whatever things are true, watch this. Whatever things are good and immoral. Now, now here's, here's what's interesting about that. I'm sorry. Finally, my brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, noble means good and moral. Whatever things are just, just means righteous. Whatever things are pure, which means clean and decent. Whatever things are lovely, which means beautiful. Whatever things are of good report, that means good news, positive communication. Come on, somebody. Positive communication. Good report means a good report. If there is any virtue, which means wisdom, if there is anything praiseworthy, watch this, meditate on these things. So you see what he's saying? So he, he's talking. He's saying that how many know that your biggest battle is between your ears? Your warfare is right here, the way that you think. He's telling us, he's saying, Paul said, look, here's, he says, here's the way you need to think. You need to think like you know that your God has fixed and made all things new. Because in actuality, he has. You just have to receive it by faith. And so, so the mindset, so what Paul is saying there, don't dwell on the negative. Because your mind naturally defaults to everything that's wrong, right? What's wrong with this? What's wrong with that? Paul said, no, no. If, it, if it's good, he says, watch this. If it's, if it's just, if it's praiseworthy, he said, look, think on that. That's what you need to meditate on. Meditate on the positive. Then look at Luke chapter 12. That's our verse, our, our, our verse that we started with. Luke chapter 12, verse 22 and 26. I'm just going to read. Keep it flowing. Are you thinking better right now? Amen. No bad thoughts. <laughs> and sometimes you need to tell some people. I mean, you just need to know how to turn some people off. Click. <laughs> Click. Click. Have you, ever met, you ever been around people that all they talk about is that the world is falling, the sky, nothing ever good. It's always bad. Let me tell you something. That'll just, that thing will jump on you quick. You know, I got to a point now, some people I see me, I see them come around the corner, I duck. I'm just kidding. 
No, no. Come on, help me this morning, y'all. Help me. Help me. Y'all help me. But sometimes you got to do that. Some people come, and they come with a big old dump truck. Got their initials on the dump truck. Here they come. Right up to you. They ready to dump. Man, here it comes. Come on. I want to live well. How many know God wants us to live well? I don't got, I don't listen. I don't want, I don't need to hear all that stuff coming to me telling me how I'm going to make it. I'm trust. I'm going to make it. I'm going to be just fine. Because God is in control. We'll talk about that here in a moment. So what I told you to turn to? Luke chapter 12, 20. Boy, y'all are on it. <laughs> this group is ready today. Hallelujah. He said, then, then Jesus said to his disciples. Now, in my Bible, every time Jesus talks, is in red. Is that the way yours is? It's a red letter edition. That means Jesus talking. You know, they put that in there because they want you to really pay close attention because Jesus talking. All right? Then he said to the disciples, therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life. This is from the master. He didn't say, look, he didn't say, now if you worry, I'm going to take it away from you. He didn't say it's okay to worry just a little bit. He said, do not worry about your life. That's instruction. See, see, some of you are going to get free today. You ain't going to worry another day. It's going to get It's over. I ain't, no, no, it's over today. I make a declaration today. You're going to walk in peace in spite of what's happening around you. The devil has been stealing from us enough, but we're going to stop that. It's over. He said, now Jesus had to disciple. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, nor about the body, what you will put on. How many know God knows you need all that? Life is more than food, and the body is more than clothing. Consider the ravens. Watch this. For they neither sow nor reap. I told y'all before, I ain't never seen a bird die of hunger. Which have neither storehouse nor barns, and God feeds them. Now watch this. Of how much more value are you than the birds? Now watch this. And which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit, one moment, one second to his stature? Uh-oh. Did y'all catch that? Jesus just slipped something right in there. Oh, did y'all, did anybody hear it? He, he, he said, he said, and which one of you by worrying can add anything to your life? The implication is, is that if you worry, it'll kill you. It's going to shorten your life. He says, which of you by worrying going to add, how much more time is going to add to your life? None. More than likely, it's going to take it away. And the doctors are just starting to figure that out. Am I right about it? So Jesus is telling, he's saying, he's saying, look, don't worry. Don't fret about it. I know what you need. I got it covered. You just got to trust me. Oh, boy, that's the big one, isn't it? Amen. That's the big one. That's the big one. And you know what? He got a way of not removing you from that place. God is going to fix it so if you're one of those hard-headed, independent people that like to do it well your way and you like to grab the wheel and you like to drive the car the way you want, how you want it, you're always going to be wrestling with God. You know why? Because God wants you to come to a place where you trust him totally and completely. Total abandonment. Run over, run over to Mark chapter 4. I love this. Mark chapter 4. We're going to read this one together. I like this. Mark chapter 4. The Gospel of Mark chapter 4. Mm -hmm. Let's start reading in verse number 35. If somebody get there, say amen. amen. 
See, this is good. See, it used to be a time I said somebody get there and take a couple minutes. Take it. But now, man, these folks are like, mm. Is that because y'all know your Bibles that well? Or is it because of the PDAs? Which one? Because you know the Bible. I'm making deck. That's right. Give yourself credit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know the word. That's great. Mark chapter 4. Y'all there? Say amen once again. We'll start in verse number 35. On the same day when evening had come, he said to them, this is Jesus talking, let us cross over to the other side. Everybody say the other side. Jesus said, who said it? Jesus said what? Let us do what? Let us do what? Let us do what? How do you know Jesus said cross over? How do you know you're going to cross over? (laughs) Well, he didn't tell them what was going to happen before they got over there. Watch. So he told them. Now, verse number 36. Now, when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was. And other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm. Everybody say great. Arose and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. And he was in the stern asleep on a pillow. How could you? Are you serious? And they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, Jesus, do you not care that we are perishing? How many of you have ever asked the Lord that question? Oh, come on, come on, come on. Lord, do you not, I mean, because if you really, I don't know, God, sometimes I wonder. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Oh. Verse number 39. Then he arose and he rebuked the wind and said to the sea, peace be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. Say, it didn't say it was a calm, it said it was a great calm. I believe that the water just stood still. He said it was a great calm. I mean, it was like, boom. How many know that's? Power. <laughs> That's my slang talk. Power. But then he looks at them in verse number 40. He says, why are you so fearful? Watch this now. Watch this. Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? Now watch this. Now you remember I said earlier about how that you can't really change the circumstances on the outside. One of the things I've learned, that life just happens sometimes. Can't control people. You can't control what they're going to do. You can't control what they're going to say about you. You can't control sometimes when problem comes and sickness comes. How many know stuff happens? So the disciples, they, the storm has come out of no place. I mean, and this is a rough storm so bad that the water's in the boat and the thing is about to capsize. And Jesus is laying there asleep. He's asleep. So asleep that they had to wake him up and say, we're going under. And Jesus rebuked them in a sense, because he he woke up and they start challenging him. And Jesus said to them, where is your faith? Faith and worry can't occupy the same space. Faith and worry. See, the issue was they had 
no faith. You know, the Bible said in Hebrews eleven six that without faith is what? It's impossible to please God. See, when you're worried, here's what's happening when you're worried. You're not, you're saying to God, I don't trust you. Come on. Whenever you're worried, whenever you're worried and you allow yourself to get that way, what you're saying to God is, God, for this moment, I, I don't really, I'm not really trusting you. And so what do we do? We take matters into our own hands. And how many of you have gotten yourself in trouble because you've taken matters into your own hands? Because you start worrying, you start worrying. God ain't moving fast enough. He's moving quick enough. You start seeing the waves. You start panicking. The water's in the boat. The ship is about to cast out. You said, okay, Jesus, enough. I'm going to handle this. And you still sink. You still sink. Why are you sinking? Because you're not trusting. See, Jesus gave him a perfect example. Here's what Jesus did. Jesus laid in the boat. And he slept. It, it, it was as if Jesus kind of expected the storm to come. Now, I know some of you right now are saying, well, pastor, pastor. Pastor. That was Jesus, though. Yeah. And last I heard, he's the same Jesus that says that he holds all things together by the word of his power. That's the same Jesus that got up out of the grave, right? That's the same Jesus that we're waiting for to come back, right? Yeah, yeah, I got that. It is that Jesus that's asleep. (laughs) He's landing the boat, and he's he's asleep. And and how many know everything Jesus did? He was teaching a lesson. He's, Jesus was always instructing. He was always teaching. And he sat there and he just slept like a baby. He slept in the midst of a storm. Now, everybody else, when people, how I many know this? Now, what Jesus was doing was Jesus was making it. He said, look, here's, you see what I'm doing right now? You need to do just when, when stuff gets crazy, take a nap. That's a word for somebody. Listen. When stuff get crazy, take, go, go to sleep. Take a nap. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Rest. I'm not going to fight. Listen, I'm going to look when stuff going, when the stuff start happening around you. Why? And people are going to look at you like you're crazy. Why aren't you worried? Don't you know the government been shut down? How come you're not worried? Don't you know they, they say I might get fired? How come you're not worried? What? Because worry, watch this, and faith can't operate in the same space. One got to go. Oh, one got to go. Jesus saying, look, you need to follow me and do what I do. See, the trouble on the outside didn't get down on the inside. And see, with a lot of folks, they get trouble on the outside, and it messes them all up in the inside. See, water get inside their boat. When I say get inside your boat, it get inside your heart, and it starts messing with your mind, and you start doubting God. You start getting frustrated. You start getting angry. You start, you start losing it, and you start worrying. And, and, and before long, you're coming to church, but you're not living anything that you're hearing. Amen. Because the God of peace ain't with you because you don't feel no peace. Oh, come on, somebody. But how many know that we, peace is out? Jesus said, I'm going to give you peace that the world can't take away. 
Come on, somebody. He said, the kind of peace I'm going to give you is not predicated upon all the stuff that's happening on the outside. The kind of peace that I'm going to give you, you're going to rise above it. No matter what happens in your life, you're not frustrated, you're not worried, you're not out there like everybody else doubting, saying all this negative stuff. You're just saying, well, you know, my God is able to do exceeding and abundantly above all that I could ever ask or think. That's the way I'm, that's the way I'm living. I'm just living every single day. Of my, that's the way I choose to live. I'm not going to let the mess on the outside get on the inside. Some of us, you need to put up some fences. Come on, church. <laughs> some of us, we got, we, got some, we got some construction work to do. See, look at me as that, uh, and I ain't got much carpenter skill, but, but look at me as that carpenter's come this morning. I'm building some fences around you. See, the Holy Ghost, he's building some stuff around you. So you don't let that stuff on the outside get inside of here. Because when that stuff on the inside get inside of here, let me tell you something what happens. That's when you start. Listen. That's when you come into a place in your life where your Christianity, all that God has promised you, all that he wants you to have, it has eluded you because you still have the same mentality of the world. It's time to change. I ain't going to let that bother me no more. I'm not going to let it. Jesus, he just took a nap. He took a nap. So I'm not doing this. I'm, I'm the, and, and, and then he, he, he stood up and he rebuked, you know, he rebuked the disciples. He said, how is it? He said, how long you been with me? Why don't you believe me? I, God got a question for you. How long you been walking with Jesus? What are you doing? Because you said, well, if I was there in that boat, if I was with them disciples, you would do just like they would have did. Because we're doing it today sometimes, don't we? We doubt God all the time. And we look at the Jesus, where you at? Then we even break out, we spiritualize it. My God, my God, why have thou forsaken me? <laughs> like you're taking on the sins of the whole world. No, you're not. <laughs> even though your sin might be heavy. <laughs> All right. So listen, so he don't want us to be that way. I'm going to give you a couple of things and we're done. Look at this. Just write these down. I'm going to do this real quick. Four points. Four keys. This is more like a summary. Number one, four things. Dwell on the goodness of God instead of the problem. So when you feel this stuff coming, think on the goodness of God. Dwell on God's goodness. The Bible says in Isaiah 26, 3, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. You know when your mind starts going crazy? You need, to, you need to just cut the world off. Meditate on the word. Meditate on God. Number two, watch this. Take walks alone. When you start feeling stress and anxiety, take a walk. Let me tell you something that's helped me a lot of times. How many of you get lunch breaks at work? Amen. Why not sometimes don't eat? Just take a walk and be with God and let him feed your soul. That'll kill, that'll kill some stress. Number three, you need to laugh. Everybody say laugh. laugh. Well, pastor, that ain't scriptural. Okay, look at Proverbs 17, 22. That's right, the verse down. The Bible says a merry heart does good. Like medicine. <laughs> Some of us just need to laugh. Go see a good movie. Everybody say good movie. Go see a good movie. Go play your favorite sport. Go do an activity. In other words, just don't let yourself come into this funk where you just start worrying about stuff. Get up. Enjoy your life. The Bible said that God has given us all things to richly enjoy. Amen. Amen. 
And then number four, here's, here's a big one. Prayer and worship. Pray and worship. Let worship take the place of your worry. So every time you want to try to worry, worship. And the devil tried to bombard your mind, turn on your favorite CD, turn the music up nice and loud. And just begin to worship. If you're in your car, turn it up. And nowadays, people think people, you can even talk to yourself in the car and people won't think you're crazy because everybody do it now because of technology. <laughs> you can get away with it easy now. People won't think you're crazy. You just get in the car now and you go, you just go to town. Man. Just, and people think, oh, they're just talking. That's normal. <laughs> you can do that now. And worship and pray. How I many know when Paul was in prison, he won't listen. He won't out there, okay, I got to get out of here. Paul just, at midnight, he just started worshiping God. And the Bible says that everybody chain got loose and the prison doors broke open. It's like, it's as if God was kind of stumping his feet while Paul was clapping and there was a big old earthquake and the chains fell off. How I many know Paul had a whole lot to worry about, but he didn't do it. In conclusion, Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28, listen to this verse. This is Jesus talking to all of us. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden. He said, listen, if you're tired, if you're stressed, if you're worried, he said, come to me and I will give you rest. Everybody say rest. rest. Hallelujah. Mm. He said, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. In other words, what Jesus is saying is embrace me. Look at my life. Hear what I'm having to say this morning to you. For I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. There is a rest for the people of God. I want to encourage you this morning, take your rest. Refuse to worry anymore. Refuse to listen to the negative talk anymore. Listen, ain't but so much of that you can take. Isn't it no wonder why people in the world are so negative? You know the only news they put on TV is what? Turn the news off. It's like they're hunting around the country, around all over the world to find the most negative thing. Because everybody wants to see, oh, oh, that's terrible. Oh, God, what are we going to do? Oh, that's just terrible. Oh. Turn it off. Turn it off. And keep your mind at rest and walk into the peace of God. Amen. Every head is bowed, every eye is closed right before we take communion, amen. Father, I thank you this morning, God, that you've given a rest to the people of God. Hallelujah, God. God, we thank you, Jesus. That God, we're not worried about anything anymore. If we were God today, we got delivered. God, I pray, God, that the minute that the enemy tried to make us worry about how are we going to pay this? How am I going to do that? Lord, that you will remind us of the peace that you secured for us. God, I pray in the name of Jesus. I pray, God, that the peace of God would invade every heart this morning. God, I pray against worry. I pray against doubt. I pray against unbelief. Father God, I pray against anything that will cause your people to get sick in their bodies, sick in their mind. The devil is a liar. Today we are free in Jesus' name. I declare freedom to God's people. 
Our minds are sharp. Our minds are clear. Our hope is fixed. We are looking up. We are walking on the wild side in Jesus. The good side. There is no doubt. There is no fear. There is no worry. Because Jesus, you said that you will be with us. And so God, in faith this morning, we say thank you this morning. And God, those who are sitting before me this morning or those who are listening by tape or radio or whatever, God, I pray that you will heal that person who have been struggling with worry. Father, maybe somebody have had generational curses in their family where there just seemed to be just, just mental illness and worry and all of that that has come into play. Today is a day of breakthrough. God, I pray for healing today that the curse is broken in Jesus' name. If that's you this morning, you need to sit right where you are and say the curse is broken in Jesus' name. It's broken, it's broken. I have no mental illness. My mind is free, my mind is clear. That is not me. I'm not walking in that. I'm not gonna believe the devil's lie. Whose report will you believe? God, we're gonna believe your report today. Heal your people. Deliver your people. And let the peace of God rule hearts, minds, and souls today. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. At this time, we're gonna, we're gonna prepare our hearts to receive communion. Come on, give God a praise. As customary, we do communion. For us at Foundation, we normally do it once a month. Communion is for believers. It is a very sacred thing that we do here in the life of the church to commune with Jesus, to celebrate his life, his death, and his soon return for us. When we take communion, we reconnect with him in a very fresh way. Somehow the the juice and the crackers somehow become like his body and his blood. We reconnect with him. And so when we do that, we're saying to him, when we take communion, we're saying, Lord, I'm becoming one with you afresh. It's like that constant reminder. And so if there's anything in your heart that is not right, we, we need to make sure that before we come to the table, we need to make sure that we get it right. The Bible said in Corinthians that there were people who did not uh, misappropriate communion and they took it very carelessly, and some of them died because they did not discern the Lord's body. So this is serious. So when we take communion, this is very serious stuff. So if there's something you need to get right, something in your heart, if you need to go to a brother or sister, get it right before we take communion so that we can take communion with a clear conscience. Our hearts are right. Take a moment and let's pray. Such love, such love and grace leads me to see my Savior's face. Some hope in armies and the strength of man. My hope is Jesus 
Amen. Amen. Okay, I guess we're going to have however the ushers want to do it. Let's follow the instruction of the usher in the back. And we'll serve ourselves and then we'll come back to the chairs and then we'll take communion together. For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the same night in which he was betrayed, he took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he said, Take, eat. This is my body. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Father, we thank you that by your stripes we are healed. And Father, as we take this bread today, God, I pray for healing in our hearts, our souls, and our minds. And I pray, God, that we will feel closer to you, God. Hallelujah. As we take this bread in remembrance of your body that was broken for us. Let us take together. same manner he also took the cup after supper saying this cup is the new covenant in my blood this do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me for as often as you drink this bread and drink this cup you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes father we thank you that you're coming back you're coming back for a church without spot or wrinkle and Father, you've made us perfect before your throne today. Your blood, your blood, and only your blood, no other sacrifice, no other sacrifice, Lord, can save, set free, and deliver, but the blood of Jesus. It's our salvation. It has secured eternal life for us. And Jesus, we do this in remembrance of you. Thank you so much for spilling your blood that we might have life. And that, Lord, as you said, that we might have life abundantly to the full and overflowing. Shall we drink together? The only name Jesus by which all men can be saved. Thank you, Jesus. Let's pass those 
to the ushers. Amen, amen, amen. Come on, if you will, give God a praise. Come on. So you're living well.